really debated for a little bit on whether or not that this episode was best placed here at the Lazy Overachiever or over on our flagship podcast, which is Balanced Boldly for Ambitious Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. And ultimately, I chose here because it's a little heavier in the entrepreneurial pocket and affects those who identify as founders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners and operators a little bit more than where at the BBP, we have people across all industries um, and all career levels that are listening, usually VP, executives, uh, C-suite, and entrepreneurs. So what I wanted to deepen into today and talk about was something that has been coming up in so many of my conversations over the last few weeks, uh, literally since this last episode. And it's really been um, heavy on my heart to share because I'm hearing it across the pond, as they say, like across international waters and not just local to where I am in the United States, where people are really struggling with creating connections uh, with peers, uh, colleagues, power partners, subject matter experts, people that they would like to have a pro friendship with, with that professional relationship that may you know, teeter into showing a little bit more of a lax version of themselves, which if you're a woman listening to this and you identify as a woman listening to this, then you know that it just makes things easier. You're not necessarily looking for a bestie, but when you have a really good connection with someone, whether they're from the podcast world, radio world, TV world, speaker stage world, right? Um, you know, C-suite world in terms of, you know, C-suite of their own business and not necessarily working just on the businesses from a higher level, but also work in their businesses, uh, which is not necessarily all entre entrepreneurs, um, regardless of what the world will tell you. That's not necessarily true. Some entrepreneurs have a suite of businesses that they don't work in, that they delegate to have teams for that run. And most 80% or more of their work is on the businesses and not necessarily in. Um, but this is for those of you who, like me, work more of a 60-40, uh, potentially even a 50-50, where you're both in and on your business and a very, you know, sometimes messy dance <laughs> between the two roles. The challenge is, of course, you're you're attracting people all the time, depending on your vibration, depending on your energy, depending on your self-care, what you're doing for yourself um, that allows you to um, kind of vibrate at this level of compassion and, and peace and hopefully joy and happiness and all those good higher level vibrations. And when that's happening, you often attract people who are astonished that you're able to vibrate at that level, that they're able to connect with you at that level. Some of them are seeking to be in that same space with you. So they want to be closer to you, not necessarily because they came to siphon or to steal or to use you for it. Um, some just are really like, this is refreshing. Like, thank you for not being so toxic and so self-absorbed and all the things being intentionally selfish is a good thing. Being self-absorbed no, you don't want that. So sometimes we get these really, what I would call, you know, beautifully 
aspiring people. They aspire to be more like what you are, who they perceive you to be, what you're exuding. And sometimes you attract people who absolutely see your light and your vibration and are like, what can I get from it? Like, oh, you're a relationship expert. You're a a financial advisor. You're a, a life coach. You're a um, economics professor, like whatever it is, what can I get out of you? Like, how can I get you to review my finances? Tell me how to improve my relationships. Help me with my investment strategies, whatever, right? Like sometimes it's very specific that they're trying to use you and not as a professional resource, which would be fine if that's what they wanted to do to come in as a client, but they try to befriend you to get access to those professional sides of you on the friend note. And often they'll even come in as if they're inquiring professionally, but they really want to come in through the friend door, which sometimes is because they don't want to pay for whatever the services are and invest in the services. Sometimes it's not that they won't pay. They don't want to pay you. And all of these things come up, especially for people who are about their business. Sometimes you can see it a mile away and you can nip it in the bud. And other times it can be a little bit more challenging because partially, not always, um, this is not a blaming of, but it's an acknowledgement of a reality. Sometimes you're just so busy, which is the B word that I don't like to use. I prefer boundaries and balance, but sometimes you're so busy that you can't see them coming and your nervous system is so hyper-stimulated that as far as you're concerned, they're just someone who made you laugh and you're you're willing to open up whatever time you have to them until you start to feel the pull and you start to feel used. And then on the other side, those people who were literally just aspiring, who just really wanted to be close to your energy, not to purposefully steal from you, but because they really felt good, they felt safe, they felt whole there, um, often also get pushed away. Because once you get aware of the energy zappers, the vampires, you might start, you know, counseling everybody, pushing them all out in what I call the parking lot. Like everybody out, out the house, everybody, everybody, the kids, the dog, the frog, everyone out the house. And that's not always fair. Like, yes, you should reevaluate all of your relationships. I prefer to do them seasonally. I think it's really important. It's also, I'm a ritualistic person. Um, it helps me, it helps my clients to put in some parameters where you can review things in a consistent way. And it helps to kind of close those gaps, those love gaps that come up. When people are looking for a hole or opportunity, the ones who are actually seeking to do it intentionally and those who weren't, but might fall into the hole. So just being really mindful. And I had a conversation earlier today with someone who's very, very new to my ecosystem and we connected. It was a beautiful connection. We're in the same space with relationships and intimacy and all the things. And it was a beautiful connection. And within this conversation that we were having um, as women in business, women who are in this this particular healing space of business, um, one of the things that came up was this very topic of being surprised because women have a history and are often stereotyped, and sometimes those stereotypes are true, of not being willing to support each other without there being some very, you know, deep agenda. And so to that, in my conversation with this human was like, yes, we all have agendas. And if we would be more honest about the agendas, that could really help. When I'm going to a conference, let's say, 
and I meet another human who happens to be female or not that we connect with, I'm at that conference most likely either for to receive the learning for the mentorship, the tools, the techniques, whatever it is that I'm doing, or potentially to speak at one. And because of the mindset that I come in, I always come with a hybrid intention to learn, even if I came to teach. I can always learn something. I'm always in forever learn mode. Not everyone necessarily thinks like that. I'm past the point of trying to convince myself that the world would be a better place if everyone would do both because not everyone is me. And if I literally had a clone of myself all the time, I would be annoyed too, right? Like, so the differences, the diversity is beautiful, even when it stretches us to the edges of ourselves where we don't necessarily want to be and shouldn't live, should not live in the edge of yourself. If you've been listening to the BBP or the TLO, this show here, I've talked about that more than a handful of times. You don't want to be at the edge of yourself unless you are edging as in on orgasm. That's the only time. But outside of that, I just really want to help you see that there are people, humans, who want to be upfront with their agenda and can really help you navigate some of those challenges, especially in the business world of fearing connecting with people, creating deeper connections with people, potentially even becoming friends because you're afraid that they're going to want something from you. They do. Let's just clear that up right now. That not everyone wants you as a client. Let's be clear. Just because you fit the gender identity of their typical clients doesn't mean that you're automatically someone that if they're in alignment with their business and if they have, you know, processes and and filters and all those things as you should so you can attract the best fit clients so they can get the best of you and your services, your products, your IP, whatever it is you're pouring in from you, then you're not for everyone who wears that gender or everyone who wears, if you happen to work with directors or you happen to work with um, speakers or coaches, just because they wear that title doesn't mean that they're a best fit for you. So you can you know, remove that expectation off of yourself. Like, yes, there are people who are really not in integrity with themselves, first and foremost, and also potentially with their businesses. So they don't care. It is a numbers game for them. Check in with your inner brilliance, right? Like this whole show is about you working less so you can trust your inner brilliance more. And the working less isn't all about the hours, although that's a part of it. It's also so you're not in this not so great push energy. And I'm not talking about push the acronym of positive use of skills for healing, which is my term for push. I mean, the general sense of like pushing where it feels very aggressive, very forced, very unnatural to you when you're in a recalibrated and restful state. Um, so that aside, just know that if you attract people that are like, listen, I'm here to meet potential guests for my show, for me to potentially be on someone's show, to speak on stages that pay me and are not trying to indoctrinate me into the passion text to speak and share my IP and work nine hours on this presentation for 20 minutes or an hour or whatever it is that you gift me to do so you can pay me in a sandwich and then say you can hope for the exposure. I'm not talking about that. You might literally be wanting to create an ecosystem of givers that can all give in reciprocity at whichever level makes the most sense for them. So I might give you an opportunity to be on one of my shows and you might 
give me a beautiful review of that show, which is helpful for both algorithm, credibility, and all the other ways that it's helpful, right? Um, I might give you a connection to someone in my ecosystem who might be a great fit for you as a client or referral partner or ambassador or affiliate or whatever it is that you need from a more direct monetary version of your of your business or what you're calling in and requesting in that moment and in return to me you may keep me top of mind like for real for real keep me top of mind not yeah I'm gonna do that can't wait to talk again and then three years go by and I can't you know get you on a phone call for tea I'm not talking about that kind of like superficial but you might literally keep me top of mind like this person supported me helped me showed me that they really did listen to me when I said, this is what I want to do. When they said, how can I support you? And I told them how I could be supported because I'm trying to grow my business. I'm trying to get on more stages. I'm trying to speak on more podcast shows. I'm trying to author a book. I'm trying to um, gravitate towards other mentorship organizations or communities, or I need more self-care, this person not only was bold and brave enough to tell me about what they could support me with in that way, if they could, but was even bolder and said, hey, that's not my jam. That's not what I do, or it's not what I want to do, even though I can do it, which is a whole different episode because not everything you can, you should. Total separate thing. But this person was willing to introduce me to their ecosystem and connect me to help me grow my business in whichever way it was. And the only thing that you need to do back is keep them top of mind so that when there's an opportunity to do the same, and instead of saying, hey, my business does all the things, you can say, oh, Lisa, Tina, John, Nikita, they're a really good human. Let me introduce you to them. Although we offer something like this, this is something that I think might be better fit for you and share it from that way. This is a practice that I've been doing for a really long time. My company's only th almost in May, 13 years old, um, but I've been doing it since before then. I call it pushing checks across tables. I think it's really important for you to do. It's not always about the money. Sometimes it's a connection that someone needs. Um, sometimes they just needed a space to sit and be heard for 20 minutes. Like, I'm not asking you to be my advisor. I'm not asking you to be my coach. I'm not asking you to be my therapist. I'm not asking you to be whatever. I just, I feel comfortable enough to share in this moment with you. And that's all I want. And what you can do in return, besides honor their privacy and keep confidentiality confidential and not share with your homegirl as soon as you get off or make a podcast interview about it and you know share all their business and not even keep anonymity in mind, Besides that, you can say, you know what, this felt however it felt for you. This felt really good for me. I was glad that I was able to do this for you. And I would like you to know this is a part of what I do in my business, or this is something that I would like to do more of by holding workshops and organizations. Please think of me when you have an opportunity, when you speak at an organization and they ask if you know any other workshop facilitators, presenters, speakers, keynotes, whatever, right? Like sometimes it's not just about not having agenda. You have an agenda, but you don't speak on yours. And then you feel taken advantage of, unappreciated for, 
whatever it is that you gave because someone didn't guess at what you needed. And, and it turns into a relationship where you're constantly giving and they're constantly receiving. And I just want you to take a little bit of ownership for that. If that is what's happening for you, if that's not what's happening for you and you're on the other end where you're typically um, being the taker and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize it because they always told me if I need anything, but I didn't think the last few times that I needed a whatever, I needed a podcast guest. I kept calling Tina and she kept referring people. The last time that I wanted to do more DE&I or whatever it is that is your expertise, I knew to hit up my friend for resources because they were always whatever, but what have you done for them? And so you have to look at both sides of the table, not only what you're giving and how that's being matched, but how are you not giving or how are you not asking for what you want? And that goes with your friendships too. I've had to personally look at this years and years ago. I've had to look at like, what was I receiving from those relationships that were lopsided? There was probably a part of me that felt really good by being in advisor mode, even in my friendship, which is not a place that I like to be. When I'm in advisor mode, I want us to be co-creating together in a formal process where I'm using my intellectual property, my specific formulas and methodologies, whether it's the joy map method, whether it's intimacy advantage techniques, whatever it is that is my jam, I want to be doing it formally. And I want there to be a reciprocity of investment because that is time and energy that I'm putting into it and not just a, hey girl, thanks that you really hooked me up. That does not make me feel good because I own a company that does this and I have payroll and fiscal responsibility and all kinds of other things that I'm doing both for the business, but also for the legacy that the business is anchored to and is creating. So I'm out of integrity if that's how I'm being fulfilled. And I had to take responsibility for that, especially when I was in this role of that B word of being super, super busy. And it almost kind of like, patted my ego on the back to have like all these people asking, asking, asking. I mean, it was well over a decade ago, but it was an earlier part of our business, but I had to still take responsibility for what that was. I also had to look at the fact that it made me feel like I was busier than I really was because I had a lot of these conversations that weren't business conversations. They were friends who could have easily been clients, but there was that line of not wanting to entangle where I've matured and I've definitely come into a space where I understand when you do it well, when you have great boundaries, the B word that is my favorite, you can switch hats. I do it all the time. Hey girl, if I talk to you like that, we are not in client mode. I'm like, all right, brilliant beauty. We're in client mode, right? Like, you know, it's still endearing. It's still loving. It's still me because I really mean what I say because I'm attracting these potent and brilliant, beautiful, gorgeous humans in my ecosystem. But one hat is very different than the other. And I will say via text or phone in person when we're over tea, like, okay, switching hats now from whichever one it was. And sometimes I'll ask, depending on how deep our friendship is, do you want me to switch hats? Do you want friend Nikita or do you want balance and relationship advisor Nikita? Because both of those Nikitas are going to give you the truth, but the way that it comes out is going to be different. And balance and relationship advisor is probably going to give you some accountability work, some guiding journal prompts and some other things that you need to do to really go deeper in this, in this moment. Friend Nikita it's going to give it to you straight. 
not even talk to you about what you should do to continue because that's not what our friends do. We don't give homework, right? Like we don't give accountability work. We just say, this is our opinion. This is how we feel. I'm looking at it as objectively as I can. I'm being compassionate always. I'm always doing it with the intention of holding you in the highest light and, you know, for your highest version of yourself, because I want my clients and my friends to be successful. I call them client partners for a reason. Um, And my friends are just my friends, but I still want the best for both of you. And I love you both, but it's going to come out very different. And one, there is an investment trade-off. And the other, the investment trade-off is this is not a friendship where I am your advisor, where I am the expert that you tap like a juice funnel. That's not how that works. If you want to have tap access and scheduled time for half an hour, hour, hour and a half, where we're strategizing and co-creating, then you will come through the business. So being able to switch hats is not just a skill, it's one you can definitely develop and grow, but it's one you have to feel really secure within yourself to do, and you cannot, nor should you, do it with everyone. Just, just keep that in mind. As I always say, I want you to embrace a little more lazy so you can work less and trust your inner brilliance more. Until next time, we'll see you on the other side.